One thing I've learned After all these years You're gonna save yourself A whole lot of tears Don't try to figure out Who was wrong and who was right Got them moving along, baby Let's ride You got the with the punches Well, you got to go with the flow Go with the punches Yeah, that's one thing I know Punches. Hi, everybody. Your old friend Mike Houlihan. Welcome back to Hibernian Radio. This is show number 261, believe it or not. We're brought to you by Madden Funds, Local 150, Fox's Pizza, Flood Brothers, and Guinness is good for you. Every Saturday night at 7 o'clock on Global Irish Radio all over the world, thanks to our friend Sean Ginelli. And then the podcast is usually up at hibernianradio.org starting late Sunday, Monday for sure. Great old friend on the show tonight. I think she's. But this is your third time on the show. Yes, it yes. is. Uh, the one and only Eleanor Reardon, Detective Sergeant. It's detective then Sergeant. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Thirty years on the job, at the Chicago Police Department. Uh, also works at police headquarters in the peer support group. Volunteers with that. And volunteers at the police memorial store. Good for you. So you've had an amazing career. How long you been retired from that? Ten years. But you're still, you're not really retired because you're very, very active. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Guess stay busy. Also very involved with the Mount Carmel uh, Alumni Mothers Club and everything. That's terrific. Were you, was your son a hockey player? Yeah. How's he doing? What's he up to? Working, raising a family, but still plays hockey. No kidding. How old is he? 37. God bless him. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh, and was it just a one boy went to Carmel? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we don't get out to Carmel that much anymore. I used to, but yeah, what can I say? Things are nuts. But you're probably there every other day, right? Nah, not every other day, but yeah, you know, a couple year, times a month. What year was that when your kids were going there? My son graduated in 2005. Oh, okay. There, here's one of your old pals there. Um, well. As we both just commiserated, things are tough right now for the police, and this show is dedicated to Irish first responders, our cops, firefighters, and paramedics, and nurses, because we feel they are the modern-day equivalent of our ancient Irish mythological warriors, and times are tough uh, just for the last couple of years. Uh, and it's been very good to meet all these great heroes from the police and you, uh, and uh and hear the stories. That's all about the stories and, and what they're going through and everything. Um, you see it every day now, I guess, with the peer-to-peer thing and everything. Um, you know, I know your pal, Levi Leckie, has been on the show, and he's doing a lot. What's his, what is he, a community organizer? Or did he get elected? He was elected as one of the representatives to the community policing from the 22nd District. That's each district elected, Street, right? right. Yeah. Each district elected three individuals to kind of represent the community, and they hold meetings in the communities. Good. He's very active on Facebook. I see him on there all the time. You know, <laughs> he's rocking and rolling. 
Um, so what it, uh, the, the peer thing, tell me about that, the peer support group. The peer support, well, they have active officers, and they're assigned to districts or units, so they're mainly the first responders, and we're kind of like the backups when an incident happens. We respond, or if it's a retiree involved, they may call us out to go and, do, you know, talk to the individuals and try and help them the best we can and support them. What do you mean if there's a, if a guy's not even working anymore, he, but he still has it? He can call peer support and ask oh, for some help. And, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Family members. Yeah. It's needed. Yeah. You know. And, and uh, well, you had a 30-year career. You know what it's like. Uh, it's worse now, though, I'm sure. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah. The public perception is what oh. really um, puts so much more pressure on these officers especially the younger ones you know and yeah we had some great mentors when I came on and I don't know if they have those individuals to mentor them oh, anymore because yeah. so many they people all get out as soon as they can right yeah. right yeah. people aren't sit hanging around for 30 years like they used to yeah, yeah. um your husband is Charlie uh, he was where you guys met working at the jail right? yeah yeah <laughs> Was Charlie, he, he worked for Cook County Sheriff's Police? Yeah, oh. Sheriff, yeah. Okay. Correctional officer. Oh, good for him. Well, and a Marine. Oh, right. he was also a Marine. Yeah. Uh, you grew up in St. Basil's, went to Queen of Peace, mm -hmm. Daly College, Chicago State University. Yeah. Um, you also worked at the Department of Corrections, yes. right? Yeah. Before I went on Chicago. What made you think, okay, I'm going to go full boogie and become Chicago police officer. I just wanted to do it. My yeah. grandfather was one, so I'm sure that had something to do with it. Okay. But what was it, his name? Tom O'Brien. Oh, Thomas right. O'Brien. Yeah. But he was assigned to the market. He had a foot post at the market on 71st and State. Oh, yeah. Back, I mean, back then, you know, when Good he old. was on. Yeah. He was walking a beat. Yeah. 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 But he had the market there. Yeah. That was his thing. What year was that? Oh, God, it had to be in the 40s and 50s oh, okay. and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Huh. And so how old, you were young when you went out in the forest, right? 26 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you put 30 years in. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well. But back then, everyone did. Sure they did. We, were, we had a guy who put, in Inglewood, he had 40 years. He had two stars on. Yeah, you know, it was a good friend of ours. He's on the show all the time. Is Alamo Duke Lynch. Oh, yeah, I know the Duke. He yeah. was in Inglewood with us. He he's was the wagon man. Yeah, oh, he's <laughs> told us many stories about it. Yeah. I'm sure he yeah. did. He was on 39 years. Mm -hmm. 39 years. Um, this guy was John Ryan, and he was the abandoned vehicle officer, and he had about a dozen kids. Wow. Yeah. So I think he had to work 40 years to put them all through school. Oh, you know? yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the mayor is not very kind to our police, and they're talking about taking the police out of the schools now, and it's like, everything is crazy. I can't even read the paper. It's just so pathetic, the way things are going. But nonetheless, those guys and ladies go down there and put on the uniform every day and get out there and do it. God mm -hmm. bless them all. Yeah. So when you sure we're going to take him out of the schools, and we had two killed in front of his school, yeah, and we had week. 
one killed leaving school today and two others shot. So take them out of schools. I saw they just pulled up to the school. Two kids are standing and they just plugged them both and left. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's terrible. And uh, the problem is everybody's got guns. Mm-hmm. It's kind of frightening. Uh, do are they still have police at a lot of the schools and they're trying to get rid of them? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I, for the last couple of years, I think it was up to the the, plea, um, the principal? principal and the board. Yeah. And um, well, what kind of an idiot would be running a school and not want the police on presence? You know, it's crazy. <laughs> okay. I, nothing. I These can... are rhetorical questions. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. um, so... that's why my kid went to Catholic school. Yes, absolutely. And now he's not interested in in becoming a police officer. Oh no, 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 no. He makes he makes more than I ever did. Yeah, what's he doing? What's he doing for a living? Well, what's his name? Pat. Pat. Oh, fine. Now your name. Patrick. He yeah. works. I'm not quite sure because he just switched jobs. It's more there. He's like making deals between businesses, helping them network, and mm-hmm. you know. He's a marketing guy. Yeah. 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 Well, shout out to you, Patrick. Your mother's a fine woman. <laughs> um, so tell me what the day is like. You're you're at the uh, hall at 35th Street every day, right? No, no, no. no. We're, we're peer support. We're at home, and they call us if oh, they need us. okay. But I volunteer, as does Lee. We each take a day and three other individuals at the police memorial store. Oh, at the store. Which is at 35th Street. Yeah, And yeah. you get a lot of people that will come over and talk, and we're right near the medical section. So it does help when they come up and they're up, come out and they're upset about something. They'll see us, and we just let them talk. Good we're just you. lending ear and, yeah. you know. Say, hey, you should see this guy or talk and, to you. You know, yeah. let them know that we support them, and, yeah. you know, if they need to talk reach out, we're there for them, and so forth and so on, you know. Who's the superintendent now? Larry Snelling. Now, I heard good things about him. He was a cop, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, not like that other guy, David Brown, who's kind of a nut job. But I know you, you can't, know what? you can't you, say You anything. serve at the mayor's mercy, yes, for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. yeah, he was a working cop, so I hope that things get better. That the other cops trust him. You yeah, know, yeah. especially with the convention coming this year. Oh, everybody's spooked about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. When is that, in August? I believe so, the end of August, yeah. Oh, man, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so you're there in the office three days a week or whatever, and if people come in, from, they're obviously from the neighborhood there, right? If they come in and talk to you? No. To headquarters? Yeah. No, they oh. come from all over oh, no because kidding. if they have to go to the medical section or other business in the building, yeah. and fire's in the building now, too. I had, oh, the fire department? Yeah. yeah. I got a, a press pass years ago and I had to get it there. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know. News I got affairs, it there. News affairs. Yes, news affairs. Yeah. yeah. Well, You've had many. Tell us about the time you met Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Valentine's Day in Inglewood, nineteen. What? There's a title right there. Nineteen eighty-four, Two of the guys on the work of midnights. Two of the guys went to a domestic. All H-E double hockey sticks broke out. Oh yeah. They called for help. We went in there. 
every light in the place was broke. It was pitch black. Oh. Everybody was fighting with each other. It was a big family feud. Yeah. And you guys walked into this. And yeah. we walked, you know, well, everyone walked into it. And yeah. he was the the main goof. He was trying to disarm an officer. Oh, really? Yeah. And so we, we grabbed him and they're like, pull his arms back so we can cuff him. So I'm pulling his arms back and he headbutted me. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Broke my nose. Holy cow. Yeah. Huh. How long had you been on the job when that happened? Oh, two years. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, yeah. Eh, <laughs> it's part of the job, yeah. you know. <laughs> Didn't have to have surgery. so that it, was Your nose looks day. all right. Yeah. yeah, it was like a clean break, yeah. you know. <laughs> I didn't realize it till I got outside and, side and then I sneezed and oh. oh yeah, yeah, that's frightening. You had the guts to do that in the first place. I can't. I don't even like going in those neighborhoods like Englewood. Forget it. Uh, Doesn't bother me. Uh, good for you. A uh, lot of it's being re, you know, they're redoing all these neighborhoods now. Yeah, they really are regentrifying and oh, regentrifying you know. Englewood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like back of the yards and oh, yeah. out near Sherman Park and all that. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, you'd be surprised. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, it helped. I grew up at 55th and Hermitage. Oh, I, did knew you my, really? I knew my way around the Saint neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was great. I knew all the streets. Garfield Boulevard, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, I had a job one summer. Uh, Picking papers on Garfield Boulevard. You know, they give you the stick with the nail at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the parkway there. Yeah. 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 I spent a lot of time sleeping in the garage and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was in the old days, you know, you had to get your alderman to get you the job and everything. Well, that would have been Burke. Uh, no, my alderman was Tommy Fitzpatrick. Okay. But that was at ward. Burke's ward. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know what? A couple of weeks ago, uh, some friends of mine, we went down to Eddie Burke's trial. Um, Pete Nolan, who was a former Channel 5 reporter, and Jimmy Strong from the Tribune. And we've known Burke for years, and uh, we went down there basically to support him. And it was the last day of the testimony of that Danny, what the heck is his name? So, Oh, Solis. Yeah, what a weasel. I couldn't believe it. I just... But I'm sitting there, and the guy, the, the, the guy comes out. He was basically covering his own ass to get off, and so he threw Burke to them. And uh, the guy's questioning him and said, well, you lied then, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, I lied. You're, you're lying now? He's like, it's like, this went on right in front of the jury, everything. They still convicted him. I couldn't believe it. But I don't think he'll do a day in jail. He's going to appeal it, I'm sure. But Oh, yeah. We got to see him and his wife. She was just an angel and just great people. So when the feds want you, you're going. You mm-hmm. know, that's another reason I don't want to get involved in politics. Yes. Um, so is it getting so is it getting worse or better, Eleanor? Maybe a little bit better because the COVID thing is out of the, like before they were being mandated to get the shots and all that. And that's now kind of, you know, subsided. So that helps a little. Yeah. But you have so many people retiring and these young kids coming on and they don't don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, they know what they're, you know, like you, you can be book smart, but you can't learn the job until you work the job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's every 
interaction is different. Yeah. There's no textbook. No, no. You know, no. every interaction is different, and you just have to think. When yeah. these people come to you and say, I need help, how does it manifest itself? Are they thinking about suicide? or? I've not had that experience. It's okay. just a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, I've known people who have taken their life. and Oh, that, really? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, people I worked with on the job and that. Oh, yes, kidding. I do know that. But I've not individually had someone coming to me with Bad. suicidal tendencies. Yeah, yeah. It's more just, you know, depression, the pressure, yeah. you know. Now, does your faith come into play with all of this? I would assume you're a Catholic, good Catholic girl. Huh. Uncle a Carmelite, aunt an Adrian Dominican. Oh, your uncle is a Carmelite? Yeah. And your aunt is a nun? She She's deceased. She was an Adrian God Dominican. God bless her. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. You know, Dominican is right over here uh, Yeah. At Dominican University. Well, she was at St. Philip Neri. Oh, was she really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a lot of guys from Carmel went there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, then it does. I mean, yeah. you have to. I was raised with, sure. you know. Good for you. Yeah. And um, were you ever talking to somebody and you think, I'm going to have to get more uh, medical attention for this person or some? Oh, sure. And yeah. we have a protocol we follow. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a protocol in place and explain it. And, you know, we'll just leave it at that. You know, you maintain their privacy and yeah, just. Yeah. 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 Huh. And that's why they feel confident that they can go to you guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can if you if you blow their trust then uh, forget it. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. They won't ever be back. Yeah. Right. How many cops are left on the source, you know? God, I don't know. But, Probably under ten thousand easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe around ten. The most I think was like close to fourteen thousand. Yeah. You know. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So, I mean, it's, and you know what changes, because I remember when I came on that, you know, they'd say, yeah, kid, this isn't what it used to be. Oh, yeah. And uh, now I'm uh, saying what saying. It, that they did, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's still, it's, it, it's a great job. And you can do a lot of good. Mm-hmm. But at times it can be frustrating with all the changes and you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. Yeah. You know, instead of like trusting you to do the right thing. Oh, yeah. Someone's always looking over your shoulder. Yeah. 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 And the media doesn't help, that's for sure. Oh, well. Unbelievable. Yeah. And that's why we do this show. I mean, it's like, this is nuts. Well, uh, you know what? And people don't realize... Every one of these officers has a family. Yeah. Every one of these officers that we lose, they leave behind families. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's part of the thing, too, is I want, I like to support them as best I can. Yeah. Good you Because I've had, I've lost friends. I've had friends who have lost, you know, siblings and a spouse and that type of thing. So... So you could say this is an epidemic, basically, right? I mean, if there's that many police officers 
dying or killing themselves, and that's not good at all. Holy cow. Well, the ones just the ones now will be going to, they'll be going to Washington in May, and we'll be putting Officer uh, Andres Vasquez Lasso on the wall. He was the officer from the 8th District killed last, was it March, April? What's the wall? In Washington, they have a memorial oh, wall for all for all officers. across the United States. Yes. Oh wow! Do you go out there? I have been there. Yeah. yeah. What's and that like? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's very uh, somber, and yeah. you just kind of realize how lucky you are that you did your time and were able to go home. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. They have it. It's it's a uh, about a five day thing, where they have a candlelight vigil one night. At the National Mall, um, it was an annual thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Annual thing, and the families are all there, and their kids are there, and there's events for them, and they yeah. have like the bagpipers from different uh, cities have a competition. The honor guards have competitions, so there's lots to do. Yeah. I mean, it it just is something that every police officer should go to at least once. Yeah. Do you know yeah. Jim Mullen at all? Do you remember Jim? I know. Jim's wife, Athena, worked in my, oh, yeah. my unit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I know Jim What and an amazing story. Yes, you and know. his applesauce is awesome. It's terrific. <laughs> you know. But all the things he had to deal with, and he's turned it all around with this great business, but he's still in a wheelchair and everything. Mm -hmm. But God bless him. There's a fighter, you know. Mm -hmm. Amazing man. Yeah. Well, the family's alone. I mean, like Ella French's mother, she's just amazing. That woman is just amazing. Um, she is. Now, she was shot when Carlos Yanez was shot, right? Right. We had him and his father on the show. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, a long time ago, but he's mm -hmm. getting better, I think. Oh, yeah. he's a walking miracle as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he's yeah. a walking miracle. Now, what happened to the guys who shot them? Well, the one is going to be, the one pled, but he wasn't the one who shot them. Oh. It was the brother. Yeah. The other, the one, the shooter, his trial is, it's in the motions portion of it. So, you know, where they try to get things thrown out and all that and go back and forth. But he'll yeah. go to trial. That was what? Four or five years ago, right? Four years ago, this August, I believe. you got a good memory. Yeah. Well, we were we went there that night. That Did you thing. really? Oh, yeah, to the hospital, yeah. Oh, That's what hospital was it? U of C. Oh, okay. Yeah. U of C. And then we were, they had a memorial there, and we were there. Not Lee, but myself and some other peer support. We attended that just to be there to help people. Yeah. You know? Good for you. Yeah. Uh, so, Lebo is quite a character. We, we've had him on the show. Three times. Well, there's a lot of characters. <laughs> oh, there are. I know there are. But he's got the license plate, Lebo. I know. know. <laughs> um, and I see his constantly on Facebook. God bless him. So I didn't know that's what it what it, it's a it, it's like a political thing. It's got. an elected position, but it's not. I don't think they have. I think their main job is to bring information to the community take community concerns back and bring it to those in charge. The brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and even the hall. Oh, yeah, city hall. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what is Charlie doing now? He's, Living. He's, he's just retired. He's retired. Okay. 
He's he's a grandpa. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Super grandpa. Yeah. Okay. And that's Patrick's child? Yes, yeah. Sophia Clare. Oh, what a lovely name. Well, yeah. Clare, my grandparents are from County Clare. So, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. We have a Clare. We have a Mary Clare. We have Sophia Clare. <laughs> huh, good for you. Yeah. Have you been over to Clare? No, I haven't. Oh, you've got to go. It's yeah. Terrific, yeah. We have a friend, uh, Emer Arkins, who is a singer. I and she's from she's from Claire. Uh-huh. And she does sings a song, "The Darling Girl from Claire." Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what do you want? Now we got a lot of cops listening to this show, as well as you know civilians. Is there any message that you want to make sure they get after you being on the show tonight? Well, that if you're if you know someone hurting, there. are places that they can get the help they need. And where are those places? EAP. Um, Employee Assistance Program. Right. Yeah. And also they can go through the chaplain's office and, you know, Father Brant is an amazing... See him all the time. Terrific uh, guy. Amazing person and we're so lucky to have him. Yeah, you and are. Yeah. We, we've been lucky with all of our chaplains. Yeah. We really have yeah. been. You know... Um, there's a hospital in Skokie that has a unit for, uh, you know, police and that. So, I mean, if oh, things good. are severe, it's, it's just, don't, don't think you're alone. Never yeah. think you're alone. Yeah. And, you know, people support the police memorial. They do a lot of good. Yeah. We have a lot of kids who have left, been left behind and these kids' educations are paid for from kindergarten through college by the memorial. Oh, well, Joe Ahern was a good friend of ours at the 100 Club. Right, That's and an they am- do an amazing they job, too. They are incredible, yeah. They yeah. do an amazing job, too, but yeah. the memorial's a little bit like we do. They do Operation Santa at Christmas. Oh, they go to see all, all the families every Christmas. Wow. Santa and Mrs. Claus and and a group accompanying you know, yeah. Frosty the Snowman is one. And that's like a team that they take to all these kids' homes? Yes. It's wow. a two-day process. Only two days that they go to all these Well, homes? they map it all out. Oh, do they really? You know. And like some people, when when their kids are grown, they kind of, you know. They, they, it's, they, it's yeah. you know, it's at the family's discretion. Sure. It's sure. at the family's discretion. And who plays? Do you get one Santa Claus or two or three? Or? I am not privy to that. <laughs> and okay. I would not say, even if I knew. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's terrific that yeah. they do that. And yeah. then, of course, they have to run to remember every year. Oh, yeah. When's that? that? That's in May. Uh, the okay. information's not out yet, but it's usually the first Saturday or second Saturday in May. Yeah, okay. And I work at that. <laughs> You know. Work at everything. Yeah. Amazing. I believe in it. You know, it's yeah. a great, I've seen the work, the things that have been done to help the families. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, and then the families, like one of our officers, Thor Soderberg, who was shot and killed outside the old 7th District, his cousin has taken it upon himself where he fundraises unbelievably year round for the memorial. Oh wow! He does year like, round. Yes, yeah. he does like two or three weekends of um, you buy candy at Fannie Mae and the memorial oh, gets yeah, a yeah. kickback. He yeah. does the uh, home run in pizzas. He does yeah. portillos. Good for him. Fasan florist brings flowers to headquarters and he sells them on Valentine's Day, Sweetest Day. Wow. I mean, he really, 
you know. And it was his brother? That it was, was his cousin. Oh, wow. It was his cousin. Good for him. Oh, man. You know, so, I mean. Yeah. And that's just an example of the people out there doing this. Uh, right. Yeah. Like yeah. John Knight's kids, when they were grown, they had a few uh, softball games, softball tournaments, and all the money went back to the memorial. Oh, good. So, I mean, you see this and you know. Who runs the police memorial? Well, Phil Klein started oh, it. Oh, Phil Klein, sure. Yeah. He, he's kind of like the uh, emeritus. And then we have um, we have one of the sisters of our fallen officers. Oh, yeah. And then we have Maureen Begain, who was a former commander. Oh, wow. Who is uh, kind of doing the day-to-day -day yeah. and, and that type of thing. And there's a multitude of other people, yeah. you know, that I... The names I know him to say hello and that. Now, you had 30 years on the job. And then how many years, how, how long, what year are you in now uh, since being retired? You're 11. So yeah. you're like 41 years into no. this. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. 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 God bless you. Okay. I, <laughs> I love it. And, you know, like I said, I was telling you, I, I volunteer at Ronald McDonald House on the weekend and, it just puts things in perspective. Oh, yeah. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Well, God bless you, Ele Eleanor. Do people ever call you Eleanor? Mm. <laughs> I didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> There's different ways. Oh, it's, it's E-L-E-A-N-O-R. Yeah. Yeah. That was my aunt the nun's name. That's who I'm named after. Oh, really? Yeah. But then her name was... The Dominican. Sis yeah, Sister Nora Thomas, after my grandparents, Nora okay. and Thomas. Yeah. And what was your maiden name? Austin. Austin, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, God bless you. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on the show. Again, come back. Keep us posted how things are going. And if you ever need anybody to come on the show, just give me a call, you know. Mm -hmm. We're here. We want to be a voice for for everybody out there, especially our uh, mythological Irish warriors. All yeah. right? They're not all Irish, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, they're only a lot on this show. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, we've had plenty of non-Irish. I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. Thanks, Eleanor. You're welcome. God bless you, darling. All right. I'm right, going to take a little break here on Hibernian Radio. We'll be right back after these messages from our friends. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day -day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Celebrating 25 years of standing ovations, Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance 25th Anniversary Tour, live at the Chicago Theater, February 22nd. Witness the groundbreaking show which has dazzled audiences with its unique combination of high-energy Irish dancing, original music, and storytelling. Lord of the Dance fans can expect new staging, costumes, and choreography, plus stunning special effects and lighting. Lord of the Dance, February 22nd at the Chicago Theater. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Hey everybody, this is Charlotte Houlihan. Don't touch that dial. My grandpa will be right back some more Hibernian Radio. He said something about seeing a man about a horse. Sounds like I'm actually going to get that pony after all. 
Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Cops and firefighters risk their lives almost every day. So they shouldn't have to risk their hard-earned dough in any get-rich schemes or the blather of old pals in the real estate biz. And good luck trying to figure out the stock market or cryptocurrency or even economics 101 when you come home exhausted at the end of your shift. What you need is somebody you can trust. And they're in short supply these days. Hey, take it from me. I've lost fortunes in showbiz because I thought I was smarter than everybody else and I wound up bankrupt and broke. It took me a long time to decide to find a friend I could trust who had my family's best interests at heart. That friend was my late pal, Joe Madden. I met him as he passed the basket at St. Luke's and I'd turn my pockets inside out as he came to my pew and I'd say, I'm tapioca. He laughed but didn't stop him from supporting my films and showbiz endeavors over the years. Joe Madden had my back. A few years before he died, Joe started Madden Funds with his sons, Mike and Danny. The Maddens and Houlihans have been pals for a long, long time. They can advise the best path for your investments. Madden Funds will have your back too. Need advice on your 401k or your rollover IRA? You can trust Madden Funds to help you protect and grow your investments now and in your family's future. Go to their website, maddenfunds.com, or call Mike or Dan Madden at 708-848-3200 and tell them who Lee sent you. we got a very special surprise tonight. Uh, new feature on the show. It's called Black Irish. And it stars our old friend from Second City, uh, Greg Holloman. You may know him from Strangers with Candy or a number of other. Uh, he's in our film, uh, Weeping Jim. He's also in our film, Tapioca. And, uh, you know, there's an old saying about the black Irish that it was a shipload of uh, uh, sailors from Italy who shipwrecked on the Isle of the Emerald Isle and they somehow got into the Irish population, and that's why you see those women with beautiful black hair. And But this is a different black Irish, <laughs> and you will learn about that. Uh, and we're so excited about this. And think of it when you hear it as kind of a cartoon, because that's the way we're hoping it becomes a cartoon. Greg is a very funny guy and a very talented actor and writer. So here he is with Black Irish. You know, since the 1700s, it's been suggested that between 9 and 10 million people were born in Ireland. As a result of that, there are people with Irish ancestry spread all over the world. And I'm one of them. My name is Seamus O'Hooligan Jr., Black Irishman. The elements that made me were around before I was even born. The year was 1969. The place a dairy farm in Bethel, New York. The reason? A three-day festival of peace and music and a lot of drugs. You're saying to yourself, it sounds like he's talking about Woodstock. That's because you're a hippie and you're damn right. 
Yes, Woodstock, the musical event where 33 acts were supposed to perform. One of the musical acts that got cut was a popular Irish banjo and violin band out of Dublin, Seamus O'Hooligan and the Hooligans. Seamus O'Hooligan was my dad. Now, my pops was leader of the group. I once tracked down an old Irish buddy of his that ran the streets with him when he was a kid. Hey, you ran the streets with your daddy back in 1955. Fingers was a talented musician, and all the girls used to call Seamus Fingers. He had long ones and a knack for strumming the banjo and singing old Negro spirituals by people like Paul Robeson. Man, we would sit around for hours regaled by his unique fingering and fanula. That was his banjo. Yeah, Pops formed a group with his mates, Seamus O'Hooligan and the Hooligans. They're going to perform at Woodstock, or so they thought, until stage manager Johnny delivered the news. We've been cut, Fingers. What? They cut us, man. They booked too many eggs and they've anticipated a crowd of 50,000. I don't understand. What's the fucking problem? Look around you, man. There's a half a million people out here. Not enough toilets, too many drugs. And did I mention not enough toilets? Johnny, this was a done deal. We came all this way. I was just smoking a fat one with Joe Cocker. Look, Seamus, I was just talking to Janice. You mean Janice Joplin? She said, this crowd ain't in the banjo music. For the fuck's sake, Johnny. When you subscribe it like that, it's not fucking banjo music. It's just fucking music. And that there's another thing there screwing like they'll fill a country out there. I'm sorry, Fingers, but we're chopped, man. So, dejected, Seamus wandered with his banjo in hand out into an empty field, seeking solace away from his band and the Woodstock crowd. He climbed and perched himself up onto a rectangled bale of hay and began to pluck at his banjo for Nula. Minutes later, his tuneful strumming met upon the ears of a beautiful African woman that walked upon him. Hey, Masala's knowledge you making over here. Oh, oh, hello, you delightful creature, you. Hello, baby. What's up? Well, this noise, as you put it, I, I call that music. <laughs> are you sure about that? Wow, you got an accent. Where are you from? Well, well, well. Isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Where's your accent from? Guilty as charged. I guess I'm Seamus O'Hooligan. I'm what you might call a warm Irish pot. And dare I say, a great admirer of lovely black cattle. Oh, are you now? But first, I don't think I have an accent, and I am Diane, a cattle originally from Zambia. That's in Africa, you know. Diane? I must say that doesn't sound very much like an African name. Well, what were you expecting? Something like Shifumu, Lembani, Chakamanda? Uh, well, yeah. Now, in addition to his long, nimble fingers, Seamus was gifted with a silver tongue, and he had talked himself upon some raw African-American ass. That royal ass was my mom. So he kept dropping the charm and serenading her with a banjo. Unfortunately for him, there were only two things my mom ever hated in life, okra and the banjo. <laughs> Sweetheart, you talk a good game, but I gotta tell you, those fingers are talking to me. But I absolutely hate the sound of that damn banjo. Oh, sounds like it's about to storm out there. And I'm heading for the barn. Pardon me, Mr. Yen, but is this your farm? Seamus, do you really care if it's my farm or not? Nobody's around, and you're this close to getting some. That is, if you can get your pot into the barn. 
Hmm. Will Seamus get his pot into the barn? If he does get his pot into the barn, will some exquisite fingering take place? If he doesn't get his pot into the barn, will I ever be born? Tune in next time for Seamus O'Hooligan Jr., Black Irishman. And we're back. Hi, everybody. Your old friend, Michael Lan. Great show tonight. And thanks to Eleanor Reardon for joining us. I want to remind everybody, everybody, everybody in the world, tomorrow night, uh, February 1st, is Mary, no, Alice Lang's birthday, Jeff Lang's mother. She's turning 86 Thursday, February 1st. She's a big fan of the show. I know she's listening. Alice, thank you for being a loyal fan. And say hi to Bailey the Beagle for joining us. We're so thrilled that you're with us every week. So happy, happy birthday and many, many returns. Also want to remind everybody that um, our friend Emer Arkins is running a uh, All-Ireland Champions Singers Workshop coming to uh, the Chief O'Neill's on Saturday, February 24th, and Gaelic Park, Sunday, February 25th. Sing with All-Ireland Champions Workshop and Concert, two locations with Brian O'Hare and Emer Arkins. Tickets on sale now. You can read all about it in the Irish American News. It's in the January issue. And our friend Dr. Christine Lawless is putting it all together, and she'll be on the show one of these days. But uh, I'm thinking about going, you know. I mean, I, I, I can do better than singing in the shower or singing the Irish ballads and Maybe if I had a little training, I'd be a little better. So that's the plug. Uh, yes, the Singer's Workshop. Now, you know, Billy, whenever I'm walking down Western Avenue, I look in the window, Ken's, Wrong's, Hearts, any of those great Irish saloons, and I see the ghost of my old pal Jimmy Goff through the mist, and he says to me, Hey, holy, who died? Okay, this one, it's pretty close to home. Uh, Eileen Deborah Sheehan, 22. She's the granddaughter of Sheriff Mike Sheehan. Uh, so young. And, and she was tragically passed away due to a skiing accident in Colorado. I talked to Skinny today. He's flying in for the funeral. And of course, everybody's a wreck. And I guess Eileen was just an amazing kid, girl, woman. Eileen had the most profound effect on those around her during her short time on Earth. She was graceful, kind, hilarious, beautiful, and brilliant. She had boundless energy and was the consummate doer. She always put her family, friends, and others first. She was a rock to so many and a bright light wherever she was. Eileen had a smile like no other and eyes as blue as the ocean. She had an amazing sense of style but was salt of the earth. She loved to cook, laugh, find adventure. She enjoyed the opportunity to travel throughout Europe last year while spending a semester studying in Spain. Eileen truly loved life and those fortunate enough to call her a friend. Her love, laughter, and compassion will never be forgotten. Say a prayer for her parents, Patty and T.J. Sheehan. God rest her soul, Eileen Deborah Sheehan, only 22. And Daniel J. Murphy, 92, retired Chicago Police Department, beloved husband of 67 years to the late Mary Jo, loving father of Daniel Jr., James, Stephen, the late Michael, Paul, Thomas, and Mary Beth, and Lou of Flowers, uh, donations may be made to the Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Robert L. Sweeney, 92, United States Army veteran, retired, 35-year member of Chicago Police Department, beloved husband of Charlotte, loving father of Mark, Julie, Grania, Lisa, Paul, Kathy, Nancy, Don, and Ed. Robert was a busy guy. 
<laughs> God rest his soul, Robert Sweeney. Uh, proud retired Chicago police officer Patrick Mulhern, a beloved partner of Carol Nelson, dearest brother of Michael and Gloria of Galesburg, Michigan, and Mary Mazarka and the late David of Milton, Georgia. God rest his lovely soul, Patrick Mulhern. Uh, Mary Ellen Kincannon, 93. It was a bad week for people in their 90s. Mary Ellen was the beloved wife of the late John Kincannon for 71 amazing years and cherished the sister of the late William Carey Carroll, the late Patricia Carroll, the late John Carroll, loving mother to Mary Kay, the late John Kincannon, Dennis Anderson, late John, James Kincannon, Joan Smith, and Robert Kincannon. God rest her soul, Mary Ellen Kincannon. Thomas J. Murphy, age 92, a native of Enniscorthy County, Wexford, Ireland, beloved husband of the late Margaret Teresa Murphy, devoted father of Mary Carmel Philip Dawn and the late Patrick. She was predeceased by seven loving siblings in lieu of flowers donations to the Chicago Gaelic Clowen. I don't know what that is. Uh, Eugene O'Regan, age 92, he was a native of Fairhill, Cork City, Ireland, dearly beloved husband of Jane, loving father of Eileen, Kathy, Maureen, and John, God rest her soul, a kind and loving family man, Eugene, who loved to sing his repertoire of Irish ballads and the great American songbook. Mary A. Sullivan, 86, she is survived by her husband, Finian, sister Virginia, and brother Ken, two brothers deceased, God rest her soul, Mary A. Sullivan. Perry Campbell, 84, third degree Knight of Columbus, Holy Ghost Council, 4977. Beloved husband for 63 years to Mary Anita. Loving father of Kelly, Colleen, Christy, and Dennis. God rest his soul, Perry Campbell. Patrick P.J. Gibbons, age 71. Loving father of Patrick Jr., daughter Kathleen, and the late James Fitzpatrick. He became head of the maintenance and plumbing at the Elmhurst Hospital, where he spent 20-plus years. P.J. was an avid golfer and shared that passion with his family and friends. God rest his lovely soul, P.J. Gibbons. Graham P. Murphy, Murphy age 68, longtime resident of Schomburg, family roots in Waterville County, Cary, loving father of Brianna, Ryan, and Megan, a cherished son of the late Timothy and the late Mary Neil Bryan, former spouse of Kelly Murphy, God rest his soul, Graham Murphy. James P. Quinn, beloved husband of Janet Quinn, devoted father of Patrick and John. God rest his soul, James P. Quinn. We can close up the crypt, Billy, and we'll be right back after these messages from our friends. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150, and we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150.
Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Celebrating 25 years of standing ovations, Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance 25th Anniversary Tour. Live at the Chicago Theater, February 22nd. Witness the groundbreaking show which has dazzled audiences with its unique combination of high-energy Irish dancing, original music, and storytelling. Lord of the Dance fans can expect new staging, costumes, and choreography, plus stunning special effects and lighting. Lord of the Dance, February 22nd at the Chicago Theater. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Was down by the glenside I met an old woman A plucking young nettles She ne'er saw me coming I listened a while To the song she was humming Glorio, glorio To the bold Fenian men Tis fifty long years since I saw the moon beaming on strong manly forms and on eyes with hope gleaming. I see them again and through all my sad dreaming. Glorio, Glorio to the bold Fenian men. When I was a young man, there marching and drilling, awoke in the hillside, sounds awesome and thrilling. They loved poor old Ireland, and to die they were willing. Glorio, Glorio, to the bold Fenian men. Some died by the glenside, some died mid a stranger, and wise men have told us their cause was a failure. They stood by old Ireland and never feared danger. Glorio, Glorio, to the bold Fenian men. Passed on my way, God, 
Be praised that I met her Be lifelong or short I shall never forget her We may have great men But we'll never have better Glorio, Glorio To the Bolfian men Deep, 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 deep. Get me out of here So deep, deep, All deep. the way up to 93rd Street Get me out of here, please Across the tracks where they only spoke yakky dat. Oh. And the people barely survived on a strict diet of crunchy bones and bad food. Hey, man, you want another drink? Yes. Can I get you two? This yeah. This is almost 70 years we're talking. 70 when years? What? Oh. Something entered his cranium. His cranium? And wormed around his frontal lobes uh. and took him to a state of mind. Mind, yes. mind, mind. Big place on the other side of bunkers. Welcome. <laughs> a crazy, silly, screwy. <laughs> Have a seat. <laughs> Known as... Welcome to Hooli Town. Don't stay too long, though. How come? Because you might not come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Hooli Town. Why, thank you. And you're welcome. Yeah, welcome to Hooli Town. There he is again, Greg Holloman. Hope you enjoyed that segment we did earlier of Black Irish. You'll be hearing those every week as we make our way to St. Patrick's Day. Quick story about Mike and Pat. They were in the bar, and Mike comes in and says, Hello, Pat there. How you doing? And he goes, Well, how are things with you, Mike? Pat says, Well, I, I, I'm I, going to get circumcised next week. Mike says, I, I did that. I had that done. Well, what was it like? He goes, Ah, it's awful. Couldn't walk for almost a year. <laughs> okay. Mary is in her bed, waiting for Pat to come home from the pub. And sure enough, late on the night, here he comes. He's on the stairs grunting and bumping, and she calls out, Will you, for God's sake, come and get to bed? He replies, I want a case of Guinness, and I'm trying to get it up the stairs. Oh, for God's sake, leave it in the kitchen. Well, I can't, Mary. You see, I drank it. Okay. All right. We'll see you all next week. Who's next week? Kathy Cowan. She has a wonderful new show all about the music of Percy French. It's terrific. She'll be here to sing some songs, so stick around and... We will see you later. God bless you all. Well, I looked down the road and I wondered. Yes, I wondered. Oh, Lord, I wondered. Well, I looked down the road and I wondered. Just to see how far, see how far I was from God. And I buckled up my shoes, and then I started walking. And I started walking. Oh, I started walking. I just buckled up my shoes, and I started walking. Just to see how far I was from gold